This is a download from the outdoorstation.co.uk. Number 392. You're listening to the 2015 TGO Challenge, sponsored by the Great Outdoors magazine, Handbag Footwear and Fial Raven. Part 4. The Great Outdoors Challenge is an annual self-supported walking event across the highlands of Scotland, west coast to east coast. First held in 1980, it's a non-competitive test of backcountry skills, navigation and stamina. The challenge is held every May. Every challenger starts their hike by signing out from one of around a dozen locations on the west coast, strung between Torridon in the north and Ardrashig in the south. And your journey will end when you reach the eastern seaboard between Fraserburgh and Arbroath. Between those chosen points in the months prior, you'll plan your own routes, which will be checked by experienced vetters. You can plan a high or low-level route, or one that blends both. That flexibility, combined with the vast and varied geographical area available, is one of the challenge's unique attractions. Many challengers return year after year. Some plan entirely new routes, some repeat favourite sections you're free to choose. The challenge is a backpacking event. You'll need to carry everything on your back, including food and shelter, but it's up to you whether you camp all the way across or use a mixture of camping, hostels and B&Bs. The extraordinary hospitality offered by many establishments has become legendary over the event's 30-plus years. The challenge demands a good level of competence in navigation, survival techniques, camp craft and general hill craft. It's also renowned for its sociability and camaraderie and you'll always find fellow challengers willing to help in any way they can. The event is restricted to 300 participants and entry forms can be found in the October issue of the Great Outdoors magazine every year. Well, Wednesday morning, 13th of May, 2015, and thankfully the weather eased off. You heard what it was like last night, and it was horrendous from a wind point of view. We left the people down at Stone Larrig thinking, that was windy down there, we'll be out the wind if we go up the gully. Uh, I don't know whether we made a mistake or not, but uh, we spoke to a couple of people, uh, David and Graham, who said it wasn't too bad. So I don't know um, where we went wrong, really. Um, it was too windy to cook. That was the unfortunate thing. So we shared a fantastic meal of cold cheese and onion pasty, some biscuits, and the pasty was dread. I tell you, if you've got want a business idea, open a bakery in Fort Augustus. I don't think there's a bakery there. It really needs a bakery. Fresh bread, fresh pasties, fresh rolls. You would make a fortune. Because it's there's just nothing there, is there? No, it's all Londis instant pap. <laughs> yeah, pap. Uh, as you can tell from the fact that we're standing here doing the recording, the weather is a lot better. Um, as a tip for anybody coming up Glenmarkie, the climb initially is pretty tough going, and then it sort of levels out. The first sort of beach area you get to, there's a few nice pitches there, which if you're tired like we were, you sort of take. But if actually, if you get to the ruin that's marked on the map and thereabouts, from there onwards. Up uh, Glenmarkey, the camping is sensational. The walking's pretty good too. It's uh, fairly easy, undulating, soft grass walking at the moment. Uh, but we haven't actually made it to the gully just yet before we go over the top and try and pick the track up on the other side. 
The forecast today, as uh, last time we heard about it, yesterday, day before, was it's going to be brighter and more cheerful. Well, it's certainly not blowing as hard and it's not as cold and it isn't raining, but it is mizzling a bit. But it's not too bad on the whole. Looking back down the, uh, the glen, we can see the snow-topped mountains of where we've been, of the Monalia. So, yeah, not too bad. What do you think about this morning? Yeah, no, it's good. Um, I mean, last night we did keep all our kit on and bags packed just in case we had to make a swift exit. But yeah. after about an hour and a half, we decided it was going to be OK. And you put some rocks on the pegs as well just to make sure. Yeah, we put the rocks on the pegs and I use some walking poles to actually sort of reinforce the support for the, for the front pole of the power lizard because it was flexing in the wind, which was a bit frightening. But I can see uh, David and Graham just joining us now, coming uh, following in our path around the edge of the stream here. And no doubt we'll carry on walking with them for the next half hour, hour or so as we go over the top. So more later, but so far not too bad. But that venison stew I was looking forward to last night, I am definitely going to be looking forward to tonight. Sounds like a plan. Well, we've made it to Dalbeg, uh, which isn't a body, sadly, uh, at uh, 20 past one. We set off this morning at half past eight-ish. Yeah, yeah half past eight. Lovely day's walking. Beautiful. Brilliant. Actually, beautiful. Really, really easy walking. No steep inclines or declines, just a bit skipping over streams and boggy bits. But and bits of snow. It's lovely. But uh, the weather's cool, a little bit of uh, blue sky. Uh, slight breeze, but compared to yesterday, absolute breeze, Delight. really. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we were very fortunate. We saw a brace of eagles flying. Um, you call it a brace? Yes, a brace of birds, brace of pheasants, isn't it? Oh, I suppose so. Yeah, OK. Can I carry on? Yeah, sorry. OK. <laughs> uh, a brace of pheasants. Uh, pheasants. I've got pheasants on the brain now. Uh, eagles soaring, weren't they? Obviously out hunting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're eagles. They were so big and... I've never seen buzzards up here, to be honest. I don't. Um, yeah, I don't think it's buzzards. It was. You could see from the fan of the tails. It was the illegal, but it's huge. Yeah. There you are, big, beautiful. Absolutely. So we just sat and watched them for a while, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Very rare sight. But Rose was very keen that we should have a moment and do nature watch. So I'm going to hand over to Rose, <laughs> and she's going to detail all the animals and the flora and the fauna we've seen on the way, because she thinks podcast listeners want to hear it. Well, I think maybe some of them do. <laughs> um, yeah, just that, I mean, the daffs were still out. They'd finished in Glenelg, but as we went in, there's still, still a few daffs about. Lots of primroses and violets, wood anemones, lots of wood sorrel to eke out if you're a forager, eke out your evening meal. Um, a few ramsons, quite a few ramsons. Yeah, some wild garlic. Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Ladies' mantle, wood anemone. Um, so quite a few of the, the sort of flowers you'd expect to see <coughs> trees are the usual larch and scots pine and um birch lots of birch as you'd expect obviously lost all those since we hit them monolia but we did see our hair i'm glad to see we we saw a mountain hair which i've seen a couple actually have you? yeah i've seen a couple of hairs okay and um don't you remember you were jumping up and down shouting them at the name and making everybody stop and go, what the heck is she on about? Well, it was worth seeing. And lots of rabbits we saw down at uh, Fort Augustus, I don't Yeah, I yeah, the, the, the Fort Augustus, they've got that timeshare, a Highland Park or whatever they call it, overlooking the 
um, Loch Ness, glorious. And yet, if you come out at the right time, it's got about 100 rabbits on the garden. which Grazing it, keeping it very <laughs> short. Yeah. All sizes. Fresh meat. <laughs> Tiny little ones to big ones, yeah. So we've stopped and we are, um, as you can probably hear in the background, the gas is going uh, and it's a nice enough day to actually just stop and have a decent uh, brew. So we're going to rustle up some um, tomato soup and some couscous and that will see us through to wherever we end up really, which we're just looking. We're heading toward the Burma Road, which is the back road that goes into um, Aviemore and we're seeing how far we can get today. But if there's this weather condition stays the way it is, and we have such good route underfoot, uh, I think we'll get quite a distance today. Mm. We want to make the most of it, really, don't we? Because we don't know what the weather will be tomorrow, and it'd no. be nice to have a get into Aviemore early. I've got washing to do. <laughs> yes, woman, you've got jobs to do. Jobs to do. Good. OK, well, we'll sit and enjoy the view. The rest of the guys probably about half an hour behind us, so they'll probably be along shortly. And... Um, yeah. There, there is a building here at Dalberg. It looks really nice coming towards it. You think, oh, great, we'll be able to go, but it's all padlocked up. Nicely kept, maintained, painted, but locked. <laughs> so we sat on the doorstep. Yeah, as, as one does. Let me in, let me in. Hello, well it's Wednesday evening after another long day walking and 11 hours or so I've ended up in the new bunkhouse at Dalwini, which uh, is a very pleasant place. We've just had a lovely meal uh, with a few challenges there and uh, it almost is worth coming through Dalwini for. It's, um, it's uh, very good, food is very good. Anyway, today's walk was kind of quite interesting. I left Ossian about 8 o'clock. Um, climbed up to the Belak between Ben Alder and its neighbours. Uh, and uh, I knew uh, a lot of construction work was going on there, so I had a good look at the the notice boards and had a chat to some of the staff uh, that were working on it. And uh, the estate are putting in three new you know, hydroelectric uh, uh, plants, and they seem to be doing them very uh, courteously. Uh, detours for walkers are... You know, well signposted, and they make the point that they will put the land back into its original condition when they've finished. So uh, from there, it was a long climb up to the Belak. Now, I've done this walk before. I think it probably took me almost an hour longer than last time, simply because of the the saturated nature of the ground again, um, where, you know, there's just mud everywhere. And then the last clamber onto the Belak takes you straight down normally to uh, Bothy. Um But um, actually there was a massive snowfall on the Belak itself, which involved a bit of a, a climb to detour. And then coming down, um, coming down the uh, descent on the other side, there was another big snowfield, which I started to cross and uh, my feet went through. So I decided to skirt around the edge uh, as best I could, taking a steep uh, little contour and then sliding down on my backside back to the path at the end. Uh, and then after I'd done that, I saw the first other walker I'd seen in two days, uh, Harry from uh, Newcastle, who walked across the said snowfall without any mishaps. So there you go. 
I kind of lost Harry on the way down, and uh, by the time I got down to the plane, uh, which um, houses Culver Bothy and Lock Patok, um, the sun came out. It was the most glorious afternoon. And that landscape there is is perhaps my favourite in all of Scotland. It's just absolutely magic and majestic. So nice was it that I took a load of photographs, uh, had a couple of long extended breaks, just looking out over the snow-topped mountains, um, the sunshine, um, the lakes, lochs, um, with not a soul in sight. It was fantastic. And then basically ambled on down along the long uh, path to Dalwinnie and reaching here about um, 7 o'clock this evening. So uh, all in all, another long day, but uh, a much better one. The weather hopefully has turned and it was just a joy today to be walking in glorious sunshine. So the only problem I've had so far is my new shoes, which are Brooks Cascadias, of which I'm very happy. I'm beginning to think the tread doesn't work as well in mud as the Innovates, so I've been slipping and sliding like mad. And Humphrey has just uh, informed me that our itinerary for the next day involves walking through a lot of waterfalls, which, given the number of slips and falls I've had in the last two days, I'm not going to risk. So we'll probably change our route tomorrow. Um, We were going to skirt Braemar to the south, um, going up over Loch Nagar and then dropping down into Ballata, but that's looking increasingly likely because there's so much snow on the mountains and so much water on the ground. Covering the last two days, which are walks I've done before, I reckon I'm probably an hour, an hour and a half slower this time, and I think it's down to literally the waterlogged nature of, of the paths, and you just have to take so much care uh, with your footing. Anyway, but let's hope the sun shines tomorrow and I shall report to you from, well, who knows where, because we're not quite sure where we're going tomorrow. But there you go, that's all part of the excitement. To subscribe to our show, please follow the instructions on our website or search for us in the iTunes directory. So, 7.30, we found a lovely pitch... And we have got the curry in the pot cosy. So we thought we'd just take a couple of minutes just to review where we've been today. And actually, now we've opened the map out, we're both pretty impressed. We've done at least 25k today, probably more, but using the rule of thumb and literally using a thumb as a a guess on a a map that keeps rolling back. Can't quite tell. Um, But um, let let us... review the day's walking because if you're ever in this area this would be information worth knowing so we started down at uh, Glen Markey uh, and that was a lovely walk going up the Glen Uh, as I think I mentioned earlier on there's lovely camping spots from the ruin that's marked onwards that's the best camping spots but you can camp before that uh, we got over the top of there. There's not a path as such. There is a deer track, but but there's not a path as such. So you do have to pick your way. But it's it was it was pleasurable. It, it was pleasurable walking, wasn't it? Yeah. There was n- no bogs and, no, and well, there were a few, but head of yeah. the bashing. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's yeah, yeah. from what we've done so far. Oh yeah, no. It's okay. Really, and a beautiful, beautiful glen. Uh, then where do we go? Then what's the name of that 
there. River Erskine. So we went. So we went over the top and down River Erskine past the waterfall. Uh, that was a Land Rover track. That was fairly easy going. So we jumped down there quite nicely, um, and got down to Dalbeg, uh, which is a nice little hut that's there. Not a body by the looks of it, but uh, as it wasn't opened, but it was a beautifully well maintained hut. So we sat there in the sunshine, had a bit of lunch. Uh, met a few of the guys that came through. Um, a small did a wildlife s- uh, Scots party. We did the wildlife, and you forgot to mention lots of deer. We've you, seen lots of deer. Deer as well. And also, the guys said that they didn't think it was an eagle, and actually, it was a bit, perhaps not quite as big as the one. It we'd was seen big. Before. Yeah. So they thought it was an osprey. Mm. Also, seen lots of swallows. Lots and they and swallows. they make a noise all night long. Yeah, we were surprised last night. I mean, they must be catching driving. bugs all night long. So we continued down there, and we kept going down to... No, we can't pronounce this one. Um, go on, give it your best shot. Coignafern Lodge. There you go. Coignafern Lodge, that'll do. And there's a uh, junction there where the track pulls off there, uh, and that goes up the burn... Up Elric Burn. So we worked our way up there. Uh, we were walking with Robin Evans, which uh, helped pass the time, having a chat. Got to the little junction... Uh, along the burn there where you have to take a bearing and walk 5k basically across the top of the monolia and it is the monolia we have to remember that so of course it was boggy yeah i mean the theory was that if you follow the river there's a, a you don't meet so many peat hags because there's always a bit of gro- green grass at the side of the um, burn apparently this is alan sloman's alan sloman's great, great wisdom. wisdom for the monolia um, however, there was a lot of snow, and so the snow was completely covering the burn, so you couldn't even get near it without the fear of it collapsing under your feet. Yes, the snow bridge fear was, was quite high because there was a lot of snow. So we had to work our way around it, and it became a very long five kilometres uh, with going up and down peak hags and heather bashing, which is what I know always makes me think of the monolith. But we eventually got down to a couple of little bodies. Uh, one of which looks like uh, a garden shed, and the other one is a very, very upmarket octagonal gentleman's residence, really, yes, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, no, well, what did um, Robin describe? Hagrid's... Hagrid's house. Cottage. It's sort of, yeah, hexagonal with a wonderful... Expensive wood burner, wood burner in, in the middle. But it's like, it's far too posh for us. Yes. No, we must go back to the... Uh, I was tro- quite surprised it was open, actually. Yeah. Because there's fire, uh, wood, wood there as well. Well, I mean, I suppose in these uh, these conditions you would need to need to uh, think of safety. Uh, so we finally uh, pulled on to... River Dulnane. Ah, Dulnane, right. So at the beginning Apparently of the River Dulnane... And we started to walk down that, and to be honest, come sort of 6.30ish, after an 8.30 start, we said we've had enough. Uh, And we found a lovely little spot where we're watching the sun go down. Uh, The sun has nicely dried out our slightly damp tent from the storm last night, and we will, of course, be in direct line for the sunrise uh, tomorrow morning, which is lovely. Uh, So we're looking forward to a nice, gentle start tomorrow. And it looks like we've got to pull about um, 20k, I think, to get into Aviemore. Uh, and we, yeah, we'll make a decision tomorrow whether we sort of cut across a bit and take the ridge walk, or we continue all the way down to the bottom of the Burma Road. 
the ridge walk would actually meet the Burma Road halfway along, which would make it things a little bit more interesting. So that is basically it. Um, and, and although I'm tired, I'm not absolutely whacked like I was no. the first few days. How about you? Well, perhaps it's the heat. It's, it's, it's been cool, hasn't it? It's been uh, the sun's come out this afternoon, but it's been a, a cool coolness from the um, snow. Um, oh, well, I like to think we've got fit. Oh yeah, we've got okay. our mountain Sorry. legs back on. <laughs> we've got hill fit again. Yes, thank yes. you. Okay, cool. All right, right. I think the curry's calling. So that is. Wednesday over and done. I'll have a chat with you tomorrow. What a difference 24 hours makes. Yeah, absolutely. Compared to last night. Last night we were holding the tent down. There you go, such is life. Good morning. It is a lovely, lovely Thursday morning on day seven as we set off from our sweet little camping spot last night alongside the river Dolnane, uh, heading down towards the Red Bothy or what's known as the Red Bothy before turning up the Burma Road, the track that takes you to Aviemore. There is a another route which we'll consider when we get close to it which might take in a ridge walk but it really depends on weather conditions and what this it's like underfoot uh, when we get to that area we were promised a lovely walk today and sure enough robin didn't lie it's very very pleasant walking alongside the river uh, little beaches a lot of uh, um, landfall where the the land has cascaded down and created little areas of interest to climb up and over or tiptoe around the actual edge of the rocks as if you're at the beach but what makes it more enjoyable is of course the weather is lovely there's a cool breeze fairly blue skies few clouds nice sunshine perfect may springtime walking weather I thought you were going to say perfect because you're with me. I knew I'd put my foot in it somewhere along the line. I hesitated at that moment and I thought, shall I say that? No, it sounds corny. <laughs> you know it's true, sweetheart. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. But truly a lovely morning though, isn't it? Yeah, it's beautiful. Lots of, um, lots of bird song and... Not many bugs, actually. No. Although, talking of which... Quite a few pet pond skaters. <laughs> talking of which, certainly been bitten a lot more this year than ever before. Uh, feet and legs seem to have had lots of bites. I'm not, I'm not sure what from. I think that was when it was hot in the uh, first couple of days, actually. And the bugs were out. The bugs were out. We've had one tick. Good old Ticky Rose got one tick. Right slap bang in the back of her neck. And uh, otherwise... We haven't really had time to sort of sit and have a good long chat with anybody. We sort of kept going quite a few, kept the speed up and kept the yomp going and covered quite a few miles. Uh, the, two of the lads who were at the uh, 
the body last night as we came past, came past this morning as we were packing up. And uh, they said they went in the posh, the posh lodge. Oh yes, this is the one we mentioned last night. The uh, there was the uh, gardener's shed with graffiti and scrawl inside it, and there was Hagrid's Hall, <laughs> which was a beautifully made octagonal building with a very nice Swedish stove in there. And I do believe they use the facilities. We believe so. 20 degrees apparently all night. Good grief. Well, hopefully we'll catch up with them in Aviemore, perhaps have a chat with them and they can fill us in with the gruesome details. But it was uh, good camping last night. That was quite pleasant. So all in all, very, very good last 12 hours. And really not, not much more to say apart from we've just got to keep plodding on, really. Oh, I don't mind plodding on when it's like this. Glorious. So, it was a late start for us, 9 o'clock start. It's about 10 o'clock now. And all I can see stretched out in front of me is this lovely track. Nice firm ground. And the river on our right-hand side. This magnificent silence is brought to you from heaven, really. On my right-hand side I've got the monolia, splattered in occasional bits of snow. On my left-hand side I've got the Cairngorm platter, also splattered in a little bit more snow. I've got blue skies, I've got a few small clouds in the sky. And we've taken the track up from... River uh, Dolnane, slightly earlier rather than the Burma Road. Um, and I wish I could pronounce this up to Con Forandu, I think it is. And we hope to be doing Gale Charn Beg and Gale Charn Moor, uh, 764 metres and 824 metres, uh, which cuts off two thirds of the Burma Road before we head down into Aviemore. But this is absolute heaven. Now, I know days like this don't happen very often in the TGO Challenge and possibly in many walkers' lives where it can be beautifully clear, comfortably warm, a cool breeze, not many bugs to bother you. It's just... and silence. Total silence. No distant roar of traffic, no motorway traffic. So we get the occasional aircraft flying over, but that's it. So this is the TGO Challenge on a very, very, very good day. I am taking video and pictures as I go along, and um, depending which comes out first, whether it's the audio podcast or the, the video, do check out um, YouTube. The video will be on there, um, which will show the route that we've taken, um, uh, aerial views, pictures, and any video clips that I've taken during the trip to give you an idea of, of the landscape. But the last couple of days walking has been really, really good, uh, and good underfoot as well as just lovely days. Anyway, we've had our 10-minute break, a couple of bars, 
last climb up now and then um, hopefully a couple of ridges and we're straight on to the Burma Road all being well. Total silence. Find out how easy it is to subscribe to all our free programmes. Visit our website at theoutdoorstation.co.uk or look us up on Facebook. Hello, it's about 8.30 in the evening and uh, we've had another gorgeous day. We started off this morning eating a rather good breakfast at the Dalwini Bunkhouse. Another reason why it should be plugged and recommended. I think Dalwini's got a bit bad reputation on the challenge in recent years after the uh, the experience many people had with the last owners of the main hotel. And uh, since that's closed, there's really been very little here to attract challenges. But the Dalwini Bunkhouse, been open a couple of years now, um, is run by a nice guy. Uh, and he has some lovely stuff. Uh, he prepares very traditional homemade food, massive portions, um, and a good breakfast. So we started off this morning having breakfast. Um, and uh, some of the more adventurous members of our party, including uh, Cabourn, for those who know him, strolled off on some ridiculously long route. Others lingered a bit more. And Humphrey and I made our way up together uh, out of Darwinie, following the uh, aqueduct, and then into the mountains, and uh, nipped through, well, did a bit of bushwhacking over some heather, nipped through a strange little wood, to basically the uh, uh, approach road to Gayak Lodge. We took a small track towards the mini gag, and we've camped tonight in a beautiful spot down near the river, lovely grassy pitch we pitched about six o'clock so we've had you know a fair amount of time to enjoy the evening uh the site also has a good line of the sun so as i speak half past eight you can see the sun is still beaming through the um, fabric of the tent and uh we gently ambled on i suppose today um gorgeous sunshine most of it tempered by a little gentle hill wind which is kind of what you want and um, we renewed our project from a few years ago, which was the TGO Challenge Murder Mystery. And we've had such a profitable today, day today that we've basically sketched out the plot. And so now we just have to uh, fill in the details of characters and the whole set of things. But, but that will be giving too much away, so I'll uh, leave it for the future to talk about that one. Anyway, so we're we're kind of in a a, a a place that we we think our day tomorrow, our planned day, which was up the Minigag and then uh, along the Tarf, is uh, too much of a stretch. And and the main reason I think that is because we took this route to avoid a um, a route that had a lot of waterfalls in it, and the the grip, which I think I've said already, on, on my shoes just isn't good enough in mud uh, to give me the confidence. And in fact, today, walking over a kind of steep high path through heather, we got to one bit where the the path 
consisted of loose stones and chippings at quite an angle. And uh, I really didn't have the confidence that the shoes could hold it. They are absolutely brilliant shoes for wearing on the on the on a trail, as it were. Um, but for this kind of cross-country stuff, I'm not sure. So I've, I've lost my confidence in them a bit. So tomorrow we're going to stick to a route that doesn't have any snow and uh, doesn't have any, any other obstacles that I can kill myself on. Now that might sound a bit rimpish, but one thing you always have to realise on the challenge is that safety, your own safety, is pretty paramount. So when I was walking on my own for two days and descended into that very horrible, messy, boggy, um, uh, place that I talked about and uh, landed on my uh, landed in the mud dumps and ceremonially about four times even I after about four times begin to think actually you might just have been very lucky landing in the mud so uh, what's happened is that I've taken more time uh, walking through muddy ground particularly on muddy descents and that's inevitably slowed up progress which is a bit annoying really so we're going to take a more direct route tomorrow down to Glenfeshi, around to somewhere around White Bridge, camp there the night, and we'll, that just means we'll be into Braemar reasonably early on Saturday morning, uh, pick up the newspapers, go and have a good breakfast in the old bakery, and all will be well with the world. Anyway, so that's our day today, and... Uh, So we'll speak to you tomorrow, and uh, I guess tomorrow I'll start to review um, some of the gear I'm using and just comment on its effectiveness, uh, other than the shoes, of course. So I'll speak to you then. Join us next time as the journey across Scotland continues on the TGO Challenge. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To hear more from our extensive free library, please visit the website at theoutdoorstation.co.uk.